0: Code. Your curiosity quest starts here. Welcome in everybody to the Q Code podcast. It's Danny, Travis, and Alan back from hiatus, but in quarantine. So we think you are all for- three
1: different spots, as you can see, Trav. Down here, I don't know how it works on the thing. So maybe I'm pointing to nothing, but
2: on my screen, he's below me. Um, and he oh, is- On this screen, on the recording screen, you're on the bottom now, Dan. Oh. He's <laughs> above me, probably? <laughs> I
3: don't
0: other, think
2: it really matters, because... We're so also we releasing
1: this as a podcast, so the people that are just listening to the audio have no clue what we're <laughs> talking about. That's what I saying. I think we should explain to the audio only. that. So yeah, yes, we are in quarantine. You, yes.
0: could, you can probably tell by the sound quality that it's not as crisp and awesome as it usually is, uh, but that is because we are all three um, in the comfort of our own homes, and uh, recording from there so that we are doing our part not to spread the virus. But, uh, but yeah, so we're, we just felt like, I know it's been a little bit, um, a lot of stuff has happened uh, since, we, since Christmas, really, and uh, we had every intention of, <laughs> of continuing on. But one thing just happened after another, and then the world started to end, and we were like, what do we do? So, so I um, think what we realized
1: in the end is that because we were not re- producing new podcast episodes, that's when the world went to hell. So, so, so it's on us to produce. To get back on track by doing the Q code episodes yeah, again. We're going to produce more content.
0: And hopefully that will scare the virus away. <laughs> so... Um we just felt that we needed to at least take this opportunity um just to get together we're obviously in weird times right now and we thought that it would be good for us to chat about it and for any of our listeners who wanted or you know who haven't forgotten about us these past 3 months uh to listen and to hopefully I don't know it's not like we're the news it's not like you're going to be hearing anything different from us than you are on you know any news site on social media facebook tiktok whatever you follow you're not going to be hearing anything new from us it's just maybe you can listen to what we have to say and possibly relate because we're all in the same boat here so i think we just wanted to get together talk about it a little bit uh get our opinions out there and then if you know worst comes to worst we just have an episode about the coronavirus years down the line that we can
1: show to our or have our grandkids listen to so yeah I think that was part of it one this was just uh opportune moment is probably the wrong word to use here um, but this was obviously We're in the, the biggest big of it now <laughs> like this is the biggest news that we've had as far as affecting our everyday lives probably ever in our lifetimes um and on top of that so creating a podcast episode out of it but also as kind of a document or something that we could revisit in the future or anybody else who visits in the far future can be like oh yeah that's what what is going on in the, in the middle of this whole crisis or whatever. So Somebody's we gonna can either answer. know, like, oh, things turned out okay after this, or we can realize that things are really good right now, and we wish we could come back to this moment because there's, like, four of us left when we're re-watching this 10 years from now. <laughs> Ironically, three of us are sitting on this
2: I haven't hit my face right now, so I'm going to have to touch my face. And if I get coronavirus after that, we'll know. Yes. Well, well, I you might not know for tutors. two to 14 days. So
0: We'll <laughs> start the <laughs> clock right now. <laughs> but I can just imagine somebody like 50 or uh, let's say 150 years down the road just unearthing this audio <laughs> of <laughs> us talking about it. And figuring out, this is how it was in Davis County, Utah. (laughs) (laughs) Except for, I'm pretty sure, Alan, you're not
1: in Davis County anymore,
2: right? No, I'm in Draper right now.
1: What county is Draper considered? I think Salt Lake. Salt Lake, still? Lake County, right? And so, So okay, well then, not quite Utah County.
2: I think you have to go around the mountain to get into Utah County, right? I don't know. I think you're right.
0: Okay,
3: so this
0: might kind of give us a good segue into some of the stuff. Now, Danny has sent us some questions um, that we're going to just kind of discuss and just get our points of view on things. But uh, with some of the recent news that happened here, Salt Lake County is basically, so the governor came out and the governor talked about, hey, let's all just keep doing what we're doing. And not change a dang thing. Although I'm going to hold a press conference about it. And, uh, remember how we talked about all staying indoors and staying six feet from each other and all that social distancing stuff. Well, now we're just going to make it official (laughs) four weeks, four weeks into this thing. Let's, let's make it official. Um, like, and so he did that, but,
1: Go for it. From a parent standpoint, um, they were quick to move on the schools here in Utah. Like, as soon as they kind of noticed that a couple of other states were pulling children from schools so they couldn't congregate, Utah jumped right on that. And I was pretty proud that they moved so quickly
2: and yes, got that done. Thank you for sending since- our children home. Yeah, but since then, I think um, one of the main reasons Utah moved so quickly on some things, like shutting down the schools and uh, being like coming out with the recommendation of, at first, it was no groups don't get in groups of gathering groups of more than 100, whatever. But we were like, I think one of the first states to do that was because of the whole like Rudy Gobert thing being on the Utah Jazz, and that really, I think, expedited some of these decisions in Utah. Thanks, yeah. Rudy. <laughs> and then, Donovan Rudy, then. you
0: ruined sports for the rest of us. Just I mean, actually, <laughs> a it's probably a good thing that it happened the way that it did because everything kind of quickly shut down right after that.
1: Yeah. Um, so, in a way, I think you could say that Rudy Gobert may have saved a lot of lives because he did create a quick reaction for quite a few people and companies and industries that may not have moved so quickly without the fact that he came down with coronavirus, which I don't think they ever confirmed where he got it from. I don't think they, they probably just don't know, but I don't think they confirmed it, right? I don't, not that I know of.
2: And it's kind of like, you can't really, I mean, I know a lot of people have been like on social media blaming Rudy Gobert for the shutdown of all these, or of the NBA especially, and ruining the season. Because he it's did that, shut like, that anyway. press conference, he did that microphone thing where he like jokingly, he was like, I'm not worried about coronavirus. And then he tapped all the microphones. But <laughs> <laughs> That's so Rudy. <laughs> that was right before he got <laughs> his diagnosis. Already. Like It's just like a normal thing for Rudy to do. at every press conference. <laughs> but you can't really blame. That's a foreign thing to do. You don't know who got it first. You don't know. Like Mitchell, I know, was mad at Gobert for the first while, but that's unfair because who knows if Mitchell had it first and gave it to go bear.
0: Yeah. Because nobody knows, like I said, when you just talked about touching your face, it could manifest itself within two to 14 days, just depending yeah. on the person. So yeah, he could have had it first and gave it to go bear. So, but it was just go bear that, that showed signs of it first.
1: So, yeah. well, and there were stories I think that came out as far as, so, I mean, I guess we're jumping into the sports scene por- portion of this first, But there are stories that I think there's a player, uh, Christian Wood, is that his name? Uh, Wood, um, on Detroit, (laughs) who, (laughs) who, I I don't know if he had it or something like that. So, I mean, if you really want to know, I guess check Detroit Sports News and see if their player, one of their young up-and-comers, who I think really isn't that young, even though he's, like, new to the league, but he's, like, already pretty old for that. Standard, but yeah, I heard that he might have it, and then they're wondering if he gave it to Rudy because the Jazz played the Pistons not too long ago.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. I was like, How?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah, so I mean, so a lot really of quick, things before you go, Trav, just if especially if you're listening to the audio version, I think you can tell if you're listening to the uh, video or watching the video version of this, but. Um, I think Trav's connection is a little bit touchy today. So if you hear him on the audio cut out, like in and out, that's why. It's not yeah, your speakers. I
0: think you're thinking that it's just me. Like you're doing the
3: same thing.
0: Or unless it's just what I'm seeing on my side. I don't know. Have you but seen me cut out at all, Al? Eh,
2: nah, not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm down in my base man no I'm sure that's why like I said it. I'd be up, I'd be upstairs but my kids my
3: kids
0: honestly <laughs> they're in bed but they're not asleep yet and before we press record I could hear my son getting yelled at so <laughs> he, he needed to go to sleep but well, um go ahead but, so I was just gonna say so obviously a lot of things have changed um, our way of life, um, but uh, uh, with Allen being where he is, the I guess the mayor of Salt Lake County um, decided to do a little bit more than what the governor um, of Utah wanted to do. And, and they issued pretty much basically shutting down everything, everybody stay in your homes unless you know, it's an emergency, um, but all non-essential businesses are shut down. Um, and that's just kind of what they decided to do. Summit County where Park City is, has already done that. Um, so it could just trickle and maybe other counties decide to follow suit. But I mean, I'm, I'm curious with you guys, cause the governor obviously has his ideas. I mean, the fact that he hasn't shut everything down is really based on the fact that we shut everything down, then the economy kind of goes, right? So, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts? Would you rather just kind of shut down completely except for non-essential businesses and uh, tough it out for a few weeks and just stay home? Or do you think that we're doing the right thing by by continuing uh, keeping things open just
2: practicing our social distancing. Well, for me the answer to that all comes down to deaths. How many deaths do you want? Because um this whole quarantine quarantine thing it's eventually most I think like a lot of most people are going to get this. That's just my opinion. It's going to just like most people will get it eventually. It's the quarantining is slowing down how many people get it at once so that our healthcare system can, can uh, treat them for it, you know? So we have enough ventilators to keep people alive. Um, yeah. I mean, if in we're order not, to- everybody's going to get it all at once. And then that's where you get massive amounts of deaths is because we don't have the equipment to keep people alive. We would have to do what Italy does, which is, is doing, which is triage people and say this person is better off. They have a chance of living. This person's pretty bad in pretty bad shape. So we're just gonna have to let them die because we don't have equipment to keep both of them alive, you know. Um, so I think quarantining is good just to keep people alive. I don't know if how how that's gonna if that's going to reduce the numbers of how many people actually get the virus, but it'll just slow down the spread of the virus.
1: Well there's different yeah. um, levels at which you can do it so i mean right now if you're just doing what we're doing now it is more a tool of just slowing down the spread of the virus than it is a tool to actually prevent people from eventually getting it for the Mm -hmm. most part it is doing what you're talking about alan which is flattening the curve but in the end like the only i mean you would really have to go to drastic measures kind of like what they've done in china and in south korea where they've literally locked down things and put it so you could not leave your house and they would literally have people just going up and down like dropping bags of food off at your doorsteps that you could eat because they don't want you leaving so they were bringing supplies and stuff to everyone's house and like i think unless they've got to that point then we're going to continue to get i wish i would have gotten you an image of this but there's some pretty cool images out there if you want to google it or whatever but it shows you like okay if you do nothing here is like this the big spike that's going to happen and if you do quarantining like we're doing you're going to have like uh, like a more rounded longer curve and then if you take more drastic measures that's when you get like really drastic change of the curve and and the number of cases out there but to your comment, alan i think it comes to the herd immunity thing where you have to get about 70 percent of the population that needs to contract the virus before you have what's called herd immunity and basically is what will stop the virus from continuing to spread unless it mutates. Wait, how many percent of the population? 70% is typically what they say you need for mm-hmm. a herd immunity. So unless we get to that point, then it's either got to be 70% of the population gets it or it's got to be uh, they come up with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And once they have a vaccine, and if it's effective, then it can have a, sim- a similar effect. And yeah. so, I mean, when you do a vaccine for like chickenpox now, or um, well, I don't know if they still do smallpox vaccine, do they? But measles, mumps, those kind of things. I think they need to have about 95% of the population get the vaccine to prevent any sort of outbreak from gaining any traction. Because oh, if you only have that yeah. 5% that don't, then that's like a small enough percentage of the population to prevent any outbreaks or major outbreaks. I wonder
0: what those no vaccinating your children F-tards are thinking now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe we should vaccinate our kids as long as we don't get corona.
1: <laughs> that would be interesting. To see the parents who don't vaccinate their kids now if they would vaccinate them for corona if they came out with a corona vaccine
0: what seriously. do you seriously yeah yeah definitely they would they'd be like nah it's just gonna stop them from getting corona it's not gonna give them the autism <laughs> so th- those people are stupid I know we've talked about it before. We could have, a conver- we could have a, an episode about vaccinating your children and how stupid it is if you don't. Because yeah. this, this is the problem that we're going to run into. If they do come up with a vaccine, like you said, um, if, they, if you've got people that uh, are just kind of still sticking to their beliefs that they don't need to be vaccinated, then how many, what type of percentage is that of the world that are going to refuse it? Hopefully not that many, but like if they're the ones that are going to prohibit everybody else from, you know, becoming immune or getting well, or, you know, whatever, not contracting it, then I say burn them all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> I mean, Hitler style. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I think the vaccine conversation is pretty... Interesting, and I actually wouldn't mind taking a small tangent on that in a second. But maybe to not get too far off course of what you were talking about, the economy. I mean, I think that's basically what it's coming down to with a bunch of these leaders is they're deciding between is the economy more important or is human lives more important in essence. And so, I mean, one of the questions that we kind of that I presented to you guys earlier, and we can talk about now, is what can you put a value on human life and if so what? How, how would you do that? How would you go about deciding what would you do if you were the President of the United States or something like that? If you were in a power position, how would you decide how much is human life worth versus how much the economy as a whole and everybody else's well-being and you know, their
2: ability to thrive worth? Well, I kind of feel like that question is almost a trick question i feel like if you if you stopped the quarantine of people and everybody just came outside for the economy and went back to work um the virus would start spreading so fast everyone would be getting sick and they'd be staying home anyways so the economy wouldn't get better everybody's going to be at home sick or at least seeing the numbers of people that are now sick and be like, no way in hell am I going outside because I'll get it. So yeah. to sit there and be like, oh, we got to save the economy and it might be worth the spending lives. You start, everybody starts getting it. Then nobody's going to be going to work anyways. So it's kind of like we're in a situation where, yeah, it's going to suck for the economy, but either way, the economy is going to take a tumble, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Well, it already has. So,
2: <laughs> Well, I was going to, you know, yeah, there's no saving the economy like in the short term just by letting people like say, everybody go back to work because they're all going to get sick. And it's gonna How suck. are you,
1: Trav? Do you have any differing views from that? <laughs> well, or? I was going to say this. So
0: I think I have an idea of why this is all happening. And it has to do with the economy and if what i think is true i mean it bodes well for for our generation so you know the the virus comes out and immediately everybody's saying okay everybody stay in your homes well it came out recently that uh, one of the largest condom factories has shut down so they're forcing everybody to go in their homes, taking away their prophylactics. <laughs> Things are going to happen. So what we're going to see next is we're getting rid of the old folks. You know, it's, it's kind of morbid, but a lot of, uh, a lot of people have called it the boomer remover. And, uh, and, then, and so you got all these, these people that are now quarantined in their house with no prophylactics. You're gonna have our, we're going to have ourselves another baby boom which is the exact same is the exact same thing that we need world war two. No, not for world war two, but to save our social security situation. The government has messed up Uber (laughs) to, and have has borrowed from social security so much that it's pretty much in debt. It's not even there. Yeah. We still pay into it. So, which means that by the time that we retire, we're not going to have social security. Unless we have another baby boom, which might be coming. So, <laughs> so maybe, in, in my opinion, maybe that was their, their idea. Let's, let's first uh, introduce a new virus into the population. We'll do it in China because we'll blame them. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all a ploy, is what then, you're saying, yeah. This is all a ploy. This is Donald Trump just trying to fix the government's um, just their bad mistakes of using all of our Social Security and trying to get it back. So reduce the population first of all the people taking Social Security. Then (laughs) we'll bump it up by introducing new
1: people (laughs) to the population that can pay into it. So that's a pretty that's a pretty good. uh, I've never heard that conspiracy theory but I actually, it's got some merit, I think. I think it's got some good points to it. Uh, (laughs) But in
0: all seriousness, I mean, to answer my own question,
1: I guess, um,
0: I mean, I'd almost just kind of what you guys thought or said. I mean, I I don't want it. Nobody wants it. I don't want to risk it. I'd rather just be at home and try and weather out the storm and, and hopefully, you know, if everybody's just kind of stuck inside, that it's, it's going to slow it down enough to where they can figure something out. Um, economies, I mean, it sucks, but I mean, look at, look at history, okay? I mean, the economy goes down, it, it almost disappears, but it fluctuates, right? It'll come back up. It has to. So I don't know. I don't know what's worse. I mean, we're, we're, all of us are kind of in that age range where if we get it we should be probably okay. But there's reports coming out more and more of younger people now they're probably they probably got respiratory issues um or other types of illnesses, but I think there was a report today that I saw that some 25-year-old girl here from Utah passed. She was the fourth death in Utah. Are we up to that? Well yeah, I think they're up to 4 now. But and I don't know because I didn't read the article, so I don't know if she had any underlying issues. But And that's the thing. Mind, I that's think- ten, that's 10 years younger than me. So yeah. do I like would I be okay risking it and getting it just to save the economy? Probably not.
1: Like I don't know what I'd
0: rather live through. <laughs>
1: <But>. <laughs> well, I mean, I think ultimately you don't want to die and you don't want your yeah. family members or your friends to die. Because if you die, or what you know, let's just sim- keep it as simple as you dying. If you die, then it doesn't really matter for you what the economy is like, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think life is important to a certain extent. I mean, and we could dig- we could dig into this like super super deep, but we there. won't go that deep. But
2: what's that? This year, to a certain extent. No, I think um, my life's pretty important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Life is extent, important. I would rather just 100 percent be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I
1: agree with that. And but, like, if it came back to this, like hypothetically, let's say that I had to make the decision, like I was all knowing, right? I am get visited <laughs> by God. This is his fantasy. I'm (laughs) (laughs) all-knowing. but Let's say, for example, I'm all-knowing, and I get, because I got a visit from God or whatever, and he came down and he said, you know, I'm going to let you know that you have two options. You can kind of go through this, but if we don't kind of go right now and take care of this whole disease, then you're whole family is gonna die and whatever so it wouldn't matter to me like what the cost of the economy was like i would not want that to happen but if it was like or option b you get it and only you die but it'll be in such a scenario that the rest of your family like the economy will rebound within a year or two and then they'll be okay financially and all that but if not if you don't die then they're going to be in desperate homeless ruin for the rest of the rest of their lives. You know? So like at what point would you make a decision like, well, I'd rather not have my family be homeless and not have anything because the economy shatters to the point where inflation goes up 10 million percent in a day. And then people are just burning their money for warmth, you know, because it's worth more that to them that way. Like already happens in some countries. True.
3: Well,
2: I don't know. That was probably yeah, a un- an unnecessary <laughs> That's the good that's part stuff. for me. I don't have any kids. I don't have a wife, so I can be pretty selfish in this. <laughs> you can, and that's and that's not a bad thing,
0: because. You have one person basically you got to look out for.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Number one. (laughs) But feel free. I mean, Alan, you can look out for like your brother that's older than you by about four years if you want. Like, you can worry about his life and his well being. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think to wrap up the whole conversation, it's a very, very difficult decision. That somebody in a power position, such as the governor of Utah or the president of the United States, whether, I mean, you agree with them from a political standpoint, but if you hone solely in on this whole decision that they would have to make in this crisis, in this situation, there is a weird balancing act. And it's not unprecedented to have... People have to make choices between the value of human lives and the economy. It's actually something that happens like all the time in the background, but we don't know it. It's not like for upfront. Like, it's not like people are literally saying, it's just like, we know X amount of people are going to die. And because of that, but we can have this. And so in the end, it's like they are putting a value to life. For example, like certain prescription drugs, right? Like, they sell it for X amount of money. And if someone can't afford it and they could die, but in a way they're putting a value to a life then, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and at that point, it just becomes they, I mean, the prices get so astronomical because they know people will need it and they need to pay for it. So, yeah, they're, I mean, they're putting a price on a life. That's, I think it's pretty crummy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To do what they do. But people, I mean, that's your pharmaceutical companies for you. They're going to do that. So, hopefully, pharmaceutical companies, if they ever come up with a, uh, with a vaccine for this crap, they're not like,
1: $10,000 per. And, you got, <laughs> and they'd say, just like that. <laughs> What's the cost? $10,000 per. <laughs> like, By the what way. exactly constitutes a per?
2: Per shot?
0: For yeah. whatever it is. That's why I didn't finish the sentence. Because I don't know. Is it a pill? Is it gonna be a shot? Is it gonna
2: be a liquid drink? Well, I think once I they don't know what they're doing. Is it a it a shot? Just rub it on my chest. I think once they make the vaccine, it's just gonna they're gonna just mix it in with the regular flu shot that you always get every year. I think Well that that is dependent on how the virus
1: reacts. So Basically, I mean, you have their flu, right? Every single year. You guys, I mean, this is common knowledge, I'm sure, but my wife's a nurse, so she lets me know every year that, yep, this year they decided on these four strands of the influenza, and that's the ones they're going to vaccinate against because those are the ones they're projecting to cause the most problems. But sometimes they're wrong, and sometimes they're right. So some years, even if you get the flu vaccination, you're not going to be protected from whatever comes around because they guessed wrong. That's what happened this year. I guarantee it. stuff
0: <laughs> my concoction. <laughs> because I was sick from freaking the beginning of January to just recently. I got better just as coronavirus hit the U.S. <laughs> and I was just grateful because I've been coughing for three months.
2: I haven't had, like, respiratory <laughs> issues. Because you're out there coughing. <laughs>
1: that goes back to what Trav and I had this conversation earlier. But we're like, we're now afraid. To cough in public yeah. because true. it is get looked at like yeah. weird. No, Trav, I apparently close. he's allergic to the sun, is what he tells yeah. me. And well, so I, every time I he steps I'm outside, he like sneezes. I
0: just sneeze every time I go outside and see it. it's like I bright lights. So I could be inside and see a bright <laughs> light, and, and just it tickles my nose the right way that I just start sneezing, but. <laughs> You know, I, I I saw this post that said, and I think I told you this, Danny, when we were when we were having this conversation, but uh, that said, like I used to cough to cover up a fart, but now I fart to cover up a cough because the last <laughs> thing I want to do is get those dirty glares that are like you coughed. It's like yeah, but I don't have any respiratory issues and I don't have a fever, so I think I'm okay. Or <laughs> I mean, Alan, let's just be real. You smoke. You probably cough. So, you know that happens uh people like i mean i get I get indigestion from spicy foods and cough because of it uh allergies, I cough um just basically about this time of year every year because something in the air makes me cough. You just get a frog in the yard yeah, you just cough so yeah, sometimes I choke on my own spit, I don't know, but. <laughs> This happens and I don't want to be exiled because I just had some type of little,
1: (coughs) (coughs) you know, so. (laughs) I mean, the thing is like everybody coughs at some point from time to time. I mean, I'd be surprised. Like I wonder how many times on average a day you either cough or sneeze, you know, and you just don't even realize it until you're like hyper focused on it. Like in a situation such as now, but at the same time, I guess I could kind of see it. Like if someone came to you and was like, look, there's like a 10% chance that anytime someone coughs on you that's a death sentence then I think you would be pretty concerned it's like playing Russian roulette but with coughs I can see you, think, you know they would definitely
0: play that in Russia going, <laughs> let's get 10 people put in circle <laughs> one of us has COVID-19 <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny, I knew you were going there the second you started laughing I was like, Trav's going to come up with a whole story about Russia and COVID-19, I knew you were going to use (laughs) COVID-19 Roll dice Each person
0: has number The dice that the person the number that the person rolls
1: that person will cough in their face (laughs) So I mean we can use this time because we're starting to talk about it anyway, but I wanted to kind of see if you guys have seen any other funny things. Cause I think out of a moment of crisis and I think Trav and I talked about this before too, but it seems like a lot of times people turn to comedy or humor to get themselves through the tough times. Right. And so out of it, I think there's been a lot of creative uh, memes and jokes and things out there that are, or trying to maybe present a light side to this whole thing, because it's as drastic and as scary as it can be. It almost like helps you cope with it a little bit better in my opinion. And so like Trav said, you heard that joke, which I thought was pretty funny about the covering your fart with your, or your cough with your fart instead of your fart with your cough. (laughs) Wait. Yeah, that's right. So, (laughs) but, I mean, like, for example, I saw a meme that I thought was pretty funny. And it was like, um, cause again, probably most of the country is going through this. Probably most of the world is going through this. We're definitely going through this in Utah, but there's been like a toilet paper shortage, a water bottle shortage, especially a couple of weeks ago. Um, and a bunch of other, you know, like go to the grocery store. And for the first time in my lifetime here, I legit like don't know what's going to be there and what's not going to be there on any trip that I made to the grocery store. Like it took us over a week to find flour. And that was, we just got lucky that my mom went to a store that happened to have flour and like got it for us when she saw it, you know? So, but I saw this meme and it was basically a picture of the beer section in the grocery store and in the middle of like all these cases of beer was like a package of toilet paper and then the meme all it said was a decision was made here like <laughs> <laughs> you go to the store you
0: have enough money to buy either a 12 pack of toilet paper or a 12 pack of beer what do you
1: do what do you do
3: <laughs>
1: but i just sauce. thought it was it was pretty fun like it was pretty funny because like i and then ironically i actually saw the exact same thing when i went to the store like a week ago i saw a toilet paper sitting in the beer section but i don't know if somebody was just setting it up maybe they were making their own meme but i was like oh my gosh that reminds me of that meme <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how true this is, but I did hear from somebody that the toilet paper thing was more of a Western United States thing and not an Eastern United States thing. That they not use Eastern toilet United paper States in the Eastern United States? United like, States? So didn't go nuts and buy. Uh,
0: in, in Eastern United States, they don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> They're savages. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They'll just wipe with anything
0: yeah well i told you like when i uh i lived in new jersey and we ran out of toilet paper and uh well it's because we were effing poor and uh
1: like is that we what uh, choosing... you wore diapers what? is that when you wore diapers <laughs> i didn't wear diapers, <laughs> I, didn't wear diapers.
0: No, I don't remember a no different story i did than not that is a total lie and we're not gonna get into that crap right now. <laughs> but no, I <I'm> did not. Um, <laughs> but yes, it's around the same time um that whatever story you're thinking about happened. Um and but it just we we had an allotment of money that we got paid like every two weeks. I mean just like getting the paycheck, but it was not a lot. So <laughs> me going and buying toilet paper when you're like, I could buy food or I could buy toilet paper. It was a very difficult decision. So we, we knew I can't talk right now. We usually just waited until the very end, till the absolute moment that we needed toilet paper. And it just happened in this instance that we didn't, <laughs> we must have uh, timed it wrong because uh, I was in there and uh, my let's just say roommate uh (laughs) took the last right before i went in and uh so i was like well what am i gonna do now like i have nothing and uh so i just took the 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 roll off and then like ripped the roll and tried to like roll it out (laughs) so it was it was more of like a a flat piece of paper instead or a flat piece of cardboard instead of a roll and that's what i use it was not comfortable it was horrible, and I guess if I have to go back there, then I will. But that's just the in like, If you have to do that in the East Coast, they don't care.
1: <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> don't do whatever. surprisingly, those roles, luckily, they do kind of come apart like a Pillsbury doughboy package. Yes, yes, that's, that's like, what I had to do. Yeah, un- 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 unravel it. Lucky you. Yeah. But that okay. reminds me of a story, a side tangent of Alan. I remember this as a kid, but when I was a young lad, a Boy Scout, we went on a Scout summer trip. And I had a buddy of mine that was like a year older than me. Uh, we used to hang out all the time, and I always thought he was like super cool. And so I just remember he like comes out of the porta potty one day, and he is like noticeably irritated. And I'm like, what's wrong? Like what's going on? He's like, it cost me 25 bucks to go to the bathroom. I'm like <laughs> what? They charge you to go to the bathroom. He's like, no. They were out of toilet paper and I had to all I had in my wallet was a 20 and a 5. And those were my smallest bills. And I had to use them. So, it cost him 25 bucks to go to I'm the bathroom. I'm sorry. I would use my underwear, throw it in
0: there and go commando. It's cheaper to go <laughs> buy new underwear than to just twenty five dollars of that. <laughs> uh,
1: but that's I'm, ever
0: I'm since this then. I always try person to,
1: wasn't much of a thinker. <laughs> was he, was I he always was try, try to carry ones with me everywhere I go, so it doesn't cost so much. Or when you go to the strip clubs with your wife and watch ESPN, <laughs> yeah. A word to the wise for all you gentlemen out there. If you go to the strip club with your wife, watch the girls. They'll get mad if you watch sports. Oh, yes, <laughs> but, <laughs>
3: that's,
1: so not a, that's not there an issue were, right There's now. a
0: couple of... <laughs> it's not an issue right now. You cannot go to strip clubs. I wonder what those ladies are doing right now. Well, I was going to um, say there's just no sports, so... There is no sports. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit more concerned about the strippers. Uh, um, so a couple of things that i've seen that just made me laugh i mean the cool thing is is that we are in a day and age where we do have um you know so much information at our fingertips and you know we have videos memes posted everywhere tiktok is is this new like massive platform that everybody can use um to just and, and they're getting creative there because people are locked away in their rooms or in their homes and there's there's nothing to do but just sit there and think okay what can i do to make fun of coronavirus and uh but uh so i've seen a couple of things like where this one kid <laughs> pulled up and i don't know if this is true or not but he was making fun of vladimir putin because he was saying that there's this article that came up and showed a lion and that said like, he just released like 200 lions out in Russia to keep people from walking outside because you could at any moment come face to face with a lion. So might as well just stay indoors. <laughs> He's like, Putin ain't messing around, man. <laughs> and, uh, then there was another thing, a video. I saw this uh, in India.
1: Of uh, Now, India is like one of the most populated places yeah. know, on Earth. Well, they had a lockdown and, uh, of like 1.3 billion people or whatever they have there. Yeah. So you still have people out there, but all of their law enforcement
0: around these big old bol- bow staffs. And when they stop people and they just smack them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's cutting out big time. Can you yeah. Know? Like they make I think you said that the,
1: the guys in India are so, carrying around bow staffs, and when they see people outside, they smack them. Yes, they smack them, and then they make them do
0: calisthenics. So For real? Like, <laughs> they'll make them do push-ups, or they make them pose in weird ways, and they just humiliate them in public so that maybe they don't come out again. <laughs> like, no way, man. If I
1: go outside, I'm going to beat with a stick, and they're going to make of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that like Krampus? We've already talked about that. Yeah, well, that's
0: one way. He beats you with a birch with a stick. stick. And then drags you to hell. But yeah.
1: uh, Do they have birch sticks in India? I don't know. I'm <laughs> not familiar <laughs> with the uh, foliage in the... <laughs> Uh, Well, have you guys seen anything else funny
2: yeah like a couple weeks ago there was a pretty funny meme going around and it was like it said America's reaction to the coronavirus and then it showed like that clip from the office Uh, yeah this will work if you guys can see it yeah that was a good one yeah that's no that's that's not not gonna work work. you
1: should have shared it on the screen itself Al
2: well I don't have it on
1: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that um, was a funny one.
0: So I <laughs> I've seen that. I did see so um and this kind of sums up probably like our generation, the the Gen Zers or whatever that's that's after us, but uh it's a picture of this grandpa talking to his grandson. And uh and it's the conversation goes like um the grandpa's like, you know, back in my when I was younger we had a we had a pandemic an outbreak of a virus that killed thousands of people and we were all quarantined and the kid goes grandpa what did you during the quarant? what did you do during the quarantine and he just says mostly sent memes to my friends <laughs> so, that's like that's the type of world that we live in right now that's basically like what can what else can you do you can sit there and be depressed about it or We can make light of it until it's not light anymore.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I think right now we live in a time, obviously, that's different than any time in the past. Um, In the fact that if we do have to basically be home and quarantine for the most part, we have so many more things. The fact that we can even be having this conversation right now and be talking to each other and seeing each other is very different than it would have been before. But we have you know, streaming services like Netflix and all these different things that have like, unlimited amount of entertainment. We have books that are, we can have. I mean, they had books before, but we can have them digitally too now if we want. So I mean, there's just like a lot of different things that you can entertain yourself with for quite a while before. I mean, everyone's still going to feel pent up. I feel like I want to get outside a lot. And it's hard not to just be like, hey, I want to go to the park. I want to go do this or whatever and just be able to do it. It's definitely different. You, but can still,
2: you can still go walk outside your house and like, you can still walk down the sidewalk just as long as you're not like in a giant group doing it. For yeah. now.
0: Well, so that <laughs> kind of brings you- us, that brings us to uh, one of your other questions is what have, what have you guys been doing to pass the time? You know, um, is this, Is this something that is driving you crazy or or
2: is it come come easy? So I actually have been going on like hikes up up in the mountain, up in the mountains on trails and stuff, because that are just like right around here within walking distance. Cause yeah, every once in a while I have to get out of the house or else I'll go down. So one like, See, I, last, last week I went on a hike and I got two miles up and then it started pouring rain and so the whole two miles down I just got soaked You should have checked the weather I didn't, it said I had four hours till it was going to rain Well you, you give yourself that small of a window <laughs> You're trusting
0: meteorologists <laughs> about when it's going to rain Are you kidding me?
1: Usually the best time to go would be when they say it's going to be raining and then it'll be nothing but sunshine and rainbows. That's true. No, you know, all they're
0: doing, Alan is just looking out the window and going, Well, I see clouds about four hours away. It's probably going to rain in four hours.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't, I mean, obviously like doing what you can, I think one is, difficult enough to keep yourself entertained but when you add the element of small children i've realized now that that's even more difficult to keep them entertained because especially this new generation of kids they need to be constantly stimulated and have something to do or to focus on or else they go crazy they get quote-unquote super bored all the time so trying to figure out stuff for them. So, I mean, I've had to get creative even just this weekend trying to keep them occupied. And so we'll go on daily drives is what we call them. So we'll just like get in the car and we'll just drive around. And like yesterday we parked in a parking lot and then we blasted the music and we called it an in-car club. And so we had a dance club in the parking lot of the of the, Grocery store, and we're just like oomph, 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 and just dancing around, so that was cool. But the kids liked it,
2: yeah. Uh, well, I've been exactly thinking like with, the, with the techno music, you're obsessed with what? techno
1: music. Well, we love techno. I did introduce them to Promises by Skrillex today, and they thought it was bad. A so okay, another hour and a half long song. No, it's only like five minutes.
2: But it's like,
3: <laughs> promises.
2: <laughs> we were teenagers, Danny. Yeah, we were teenagers. We were on a drive in his like, Jeep at the time or something like that. <laughs> and he turns on this techno <laughs> song. Okay, like, hey, you have to guess how long this song is. So I'm like, he wouldn't be saying that unless it's a pretty long song. So I'm going to say maybe six minutes. <laughs> 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 it's going by. He's like, Would you like to revise your guess? I'm like, 10 minutes. And then they kept doing He just kept doing that. I'm like, 20 minutes, a half hour, 45 minutes. And we get up to an hour and a half, and it's still go it Finally ends. I'm like, what the hell was that song? He makes an hour and a half techno song, and I just had to listen to it all. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thing, have my The thing way that's funny about, about that is that he couldn't just
0: he couldn't just answer, like, you couldn't just guess and have an answer. Like, he had to make you listen to the whole song. Yeah. Like, even if you would have been, like, uh,
1: an hour and a half, he would have been like, well, let's listen to see if you're right. <laughs> 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 oh, well, there's nothing that will stick in your head quite like actually experiencing it. see Alan well, Danny loves to make you guess stuff. like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... He would just, like, I don't, I, this isn't, like, an actual experience. Is, nothing's coming to my head at the moment. But I know you made me guess things all the time. Like, what's in my hand? What's in my pocket? It's, it's, what, it's, just, it's he gets this thrill
2: about, just making you guess. Because he, it's like, yeah, he loves to be able to control someone. He's like, yes, they're under my control. They they have to guess what I say. They have no clue. Only
0: I know the answer to the question. <laughs>
1: well, only I know the path to the treasure. <laughs> I'm just saying it pays off and you guys get some good memories out of it. So you're welcome.
3: So,
2: do you guys? Have- yeah, I'm sure that, that that's
0: exactly why you did it. <laughs> I was just saying, I'm sure that's exactly why he did it too, because he's like, you know what? I know we're gonna sit in this car for an hour and a half,
1: but this will be a good memory one day. <laughs> 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 yeah, it will be, and it was for Alan. He will always cherish will that be. memory <laughs> and be able to tell that story for years to come. All under bad memory In my mind. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I mean I think we're probably doing a lot of the things that most people are doing. Um I haven't really gotten into any binges on Netflix. I know a lot of people are doing that. Uh but I've been reading a lot. Some tiger. Yeah, 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 the tiger. have you watched that trial? Well,
0: I wouldn't have expected you. Like, I'm amazed that you haven't like, I mean, I know you're still going to work. You and I, like, I mean, I'm going every other day, um, but you're pretty much still going every day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Danny. Yeah. So, still going every day.
2: Essential. Yeah. Banking. I
0: guess the bank is pretty essential, but the thing is though, like a lot of banks, they've just shut down. Um, I mean, I know you're not a teller. Like you, <laughs> you've got other things that you're, you're worrying about. But I mean, no other banks have just basically shut down a majority of their operations. You can only go um, through drive throughs and stuff like that. But, uh, but anyway, um, I'm just surprised that with the extra time that you're spending at home, not having to go out and do anything else, that you just barely watched
1: the quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm making my way through. I'm like three years behind on my movies, but maybe and see the cool thing like I know this is kind of a weird thing, but this is kind of like an OCD thing, right? Um for people who don't know me, sometimes I suffer from weird OCD things instances in certain things and not others. But so to me, in a way, the fact that they stopped putting movies in movie theaters for a little while because of this whole thing made me pretty excited because I feel like it's giving me an opportunity to catch up a little bit before the new onslaught of new movies come out, and so I'm like oh, it'll matter. You just won't go see those, and then you'll be behind
0: again. <laughs> so unless so you maybe, use, maybe maybe use briefly, your time wisely, I feel like I'm caught up. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to have a long ways to catch up because like we've talked about in various episodes, you still pretty much only reference Independence Day. So you've got a <laughs> long way to catch up.
1: Yeah. What, how ironic is it that Independence Day is a movie about the potential end of the world? And here we are at the potential end of the world. So coincidence?
2: I think not.
3: And besides,
2: sure this is the potential end of the world, though. The government, right? What
1: do you think they spend twenty thousand dollars on a hammer, thirty thousand dollars on a toilet seat? No, they put two trillion dollars in a stimulus package. What?
3: What <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs>
1: Is that, a, is that an Independence Day reference? <laughs> yeah, because he's like, you don't think they have spent $20,000 in a hammer, $30,000 in a toilet seat, do you? When they're like, where did all this money for this base come from when they go down underground to see like where they're hiding all the alien tech?
2: <laughs> oh, come on. It's a very famous movie, you guys. Yeah. I remember a lot of them. Like, that was my favorite movie. I don't remember that part, but. That's the one line that you want
1: to quote. <laughs> stimulus package. <laughs> what would you say, Trev? You cut out.
3: said that's
0: the one line you want to quote is about a stimulus package.
1: <laughs> well, they didn't say the stimulus package part. I put that in. Uh, he changed. The quote. Okay. He started. <laughs> See, it.
0: You add it, and it, you can't even tell that it's
1: not going along with the sa- with the with the actual line. <laughs> Because they say the part about the hammer and the toilet seat. I added the part about the stimulus baggage. Good ad <laughs> All right, oh let's God. move on okay. from
2: this. Do <laughs> you, guys, you guys know the latest numbers? So I was, what? No, I, I don't actually. On the coronavirus? Should we uh, oh, go? Yeah,
1: I think we should uh, bring this up. So On a little bit more serious note, Alan's going to bring up some of the latest numbers. Um, And for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, thank you. And if you're still with us, thank you very much. Um, We'll answer the question. Alan's name is really not Tracy Ellis. Um, It's Alan. So just in case (laughs) you're
0: curious.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm just using my... Alan's name
0: is not Tracy.
1: It's Alan. Yeah, we're using my
2: Zoom account to record this.
1: So, yeah. So the for anyone who doesn't use it, this is the site that I have found to be the most up-to-date typically when it comes to numbers of cases. Uh, it's the John Hopkins University, but I'm sure, I mean, pretty much everyone I know at this point has kind of uses this website at this point. But as of a couple hours ago, when I pulled these screenshots, we had 720,017 uh, confirmed cases, 33,925 deaths in 177 countries slash
2: regions. Um I did a quick this is this is as this is Sunday, November twenty ninth in the United in yeah. yeah, except for it's not November, it's
1: March. They're not November, March. <laughs> <laughs> March. So it's March twenty twenty twenty. Alan has missed a lot of time. <laughs> It's just like, November 29th. <laughs> um, but if you take it, I mean, obviously, like all I did was just take the number of deaths divided by the total number of confirmed cases. And right now we have, if you use that formula, it's a 4.7% death rate, which is, to put that in context, the typical flu, the influenza, has a 0.1% death rate. So we're looking at like 47 times more deadly um, than the regular flu is so wait the flu is what point one percent death rate so meaning like one out of a thousand people will die from the flu mm-hmm. but right now we're looking at like 47 out of a thousand people die from covid 19 or coronavirus it, the numbers are kind of skewed partially because we haven't done enough testing yet so there's probably a lot of people that are like just not getting tested who probably will realize they have it so it's probably a lower rate more than likely but it's still projected to be uh you know at least in the one to two percent range um which is still 20 times more deadly than the regular flu is uh then so yeah um if you look at the next slide so people who are uh listening to this audio it's not as exciting for you if you watch it on youtube you can see the actual graphic images but basically it's just showing the growth rate of those infected in the world and you can see that we are still moving up exponentially Um, so we're getting more and more cases we're not in the clear here yet so the interesting thing is going to be to look back on this several years from now and be like, okay, I remember at that point we were still climbing and we were at 700 and something thousand cases. And now we're, it would be interesting to see where we quote unquote peak, um, in the future. And then knowing that information in the future will be interesting. And then we were talking about, um, vaccines, Trav. Mm. -hmm. So have you heard anything on vaccines? Like I know they've had news out there, like they're in, early clinical trials on some of them.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, the only other thing that I've heard and you've seen it too um, because I know you commented on it was just that um, that article uh, that my brother posted and he wasn't like sharing it to say, Hey, you know, look what they're coming out with a, with a medicine that can help us. You know, it was just more of a wonderment where they're talking about some type of medication that, a lot of, uh I guess, apparently some doctors and are prescribing themselves in hopes that it will kind of help them with the virus or whatever. But yeah, apart so from the, those two things,
1: uh, that's the hydroxychloroquine um, uh, that you're referencing, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. So I don't really heard anything else? Twenty-four but you know clock thing that they're that they're working on yeah, exactly
0: a lot. That point, with, and uh, I think we have got a ways to go before we get to seventy percent of the population. Yeah, I mean, if if you're so, going
1: seventy percent of the world population, then you're what is that? We're roughly 8 billion. So you'd be looking at like five over, five, over 5 billion people that would have to get infected for you to get to that natural, um, group or herd immunity kind of situation. Yeah. But
0: yeah, like, so, um, to answer your question, I was going to say, sorry. Uh, I, there must be a lag, (laughs) (laughs) When I start to talk, you kind of like pause for a second. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, no, all I was going to say is that, you know, I'd rather of the, (laughs) I'd rather them come out with something. So we don't have to wait that long to, uh, to get, but then there's, there's a lot of testing involved with, with, uh, you know, the, vaccines and things and then you got to get it fda approved or whatever approved before it can be mass produced and and used and so we're still a little ways from that as well even if they did have something
1: yeah no i mean their best guess is basically 12 to 18 months at the at the quickest and and they've already come gone to human trials uh faster than they've i mean Exponentially faster than they've ever gone before. So, I mean, this is the part. I know we've had a lot of fun um, joking around about a lot of this stuff. We don't. We're not taking this lightly by any stretch of the imagination. We all have friends and family that we care about. We don't want this to ever. We don't want this to get out of hand or anything like that. Um, but obviously, we're not here just to be a downer either. Um, that's if you want that, just watch. The not movie. our style. <laughs> But a quick, from what I've learned, because I mean, I didn't know a whole lot about this kind of stuff until it all started coming out, right? And then I had, a, I naturally, I'm somebody who's curious. And if there's something especially that's affecting my personal life, I want to know more about it and, and look into it. So, Alan, if you could bring up that last slide, I can kind of go through... This is just for anybody who maybe hasn't seen this stuff, doesn't understand it very well. This is hopefully like a super easy way for you to just understand the very, very basics of what happened. So Trav and I talked a little while ago and we talked about like, well, why is it called the coronavirus? And the coronavirus is called the coronavirus because why, Trav, what does corona mean in Spanish? Corona means crown. Yeah. So apparently because it has... These spiky looking things on it. That's why they end up calling it coronavirus because it looks like a crown. It's named COVID 19, from my understanding, because it's the 19th. Was it the 19th strain or was it because it was 2019?
2: 2019 is when it first was started. Okay. So So that one I need clarification on. Coronavirus 19 or coronavirus disease. So that's where you get the D is disease. And then 19 for 2019.
1: Yeah, so that's what makes sense
2: why people were talking about, like, could be
1: COVID-22 or COVID-24 that, like, causes, like, even more havoc or something like that. (laughs) And then one, this is maybe super stupid to a lot of people, but I had the hardest time. I I kept hearing people call it novel coronavirus or novel COVID-19. And I'm like, why? Novel just mean new? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea that that's what it meant. It's like, I'm like, this is a book? Like, I don't understand, like, why they're calling it a novel. We in a book? It's a stupid book. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, but finally, uh, like, I did hear something that's like, novel means new, and it's just like a new strain of co- coronavirus. So it's a type of virus that's new. And oh, well, because there have been
0: other coronaviruses. In fact, if you look on, like, your Lysol or your disinfecting wipes or whatever, it says that it does protect against coronavirus. You're like, how? How is this something that's already released? And it's because we've had coronaviruses before. Swine flu was a coronavirus. They just didn't call it
1: that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no, so like the most famous cases of past coronavirus are SARS, uh, MERS, and was it H1N1? Is that the swine flu? Yeah. Or is that the yeah? Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you this is birth not birth like a birth. new subtype of virus, I guess, or not a new type of virus. It's just like a new strain of an already existing virus that continues to evolve. Um, and typically, they always come from animals. That's kind of somewhere. I mean, the whole story behind this, I think, is that it started in a bat. So it got transferred to some mammal um, that apparently it's cute. I forget it's like an armored mammal or something. And then that's ultimately what got it close enough to humans that they infected humans. But the whole point is, cause I didn't know this before. So I wanted to know like, well, how does it like actually work? Like why is this virus? What does it do to you to like make you sick or what is it, whatever it's called? So I found this little image, this little dude, dad, um, that just shows you pretty straightforward like what it does. But basically a virus will has like it cannot survive on its own. It has to have a host or a cell in order to survive and, and to reproduce. So what it does once it enters your system, it goes and finds your cells. And in this case, each virus, it's kind of like do you ever guys you guys ever watch I know Alan does, but Trav, like have you ever watched like a movie that has takes place in space or something like that? And yes. they have to dock with, like, a spaceship has to dock with another ship or has to dock with, like, a space station or something like that? Yes. And in that case, what does it <laughs> use?
3: He's got corona! <laughs> no! As we see,
0: he's contracting corona.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to make you guys sick through these digital channels, you know? But, yeah, like, it has, like, a docking thing, right? They always have, like, that I think where it's like that pressurized I don't know what you call it, but it connects somehow. <laughs> Do you know
2: what I'm saying? Yes, we know. <laughs> we understand.
0: <laughs> so the ship there docks, needs to be that
1: sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Corona is. <laughs> so there needs to be some kind of uh, connector that the virus between the virus and the cell and in this case it happens to be what's called the ace2 receptor i don't know why i put it in quotes but it's the ace2 receptor <laughs> which happens to be primarily in your lungs which is why it's a respiratory disease but it also the second most uh, prevalent place that in the body that ace2 receptors are is in your intestines so there's actually people who are getting diarrhea as a side effect or not a side effect but as a What is it called when you have symptom? Yeah, symptom of coronavirus. On a side note, I also learned that loss of taste and loss of smell um, happens in some people that are have constricted, constricted, constricted. What is it? Contracted, contracted, contracted. Contracted. Coronavirus. Um,
2: But yeah, Ruby Gobert lost his smell. What? Ruby Gobert said he lost his sense of smell.
1: Yeah. And so he was one of them that that happened to. But basically, once the coronavirus finds the ACE2 receptor on cells, so typically in the lungs, that's where it makes its connection. You can see that at number one if you're watching it on, on YouTube. The coronavirus then enters the cell, as you can see in number two, uh, picture number two. And then once it's inside the cell, it takes over the cell and it starts using the cell to start reproducing and creating other versions and copies of it. And then those versions then move, remove or remove from the cell and they go start doing that to other cells in the body. And so ultimately that's how it just kind of explodes in, in someone's body. And then if your body's immune system can't handle it and produce antibodies fast enough, that's when you get extremely sick and potentially die. And so that's the your body's response system to... To try and stop the coronavirus. So, bringing up the whole story, and you can get rid of that if you want, Al, but um, bringing up the whole story about the whole vaccine is that there is one vaccine that they've already gotten to trials, but this is an RNA based vaccine, which means that it's basically a programmed vaccine that they can inject your body with RNA, which is similar to DNA and it can go in and it's a set of instructions that it'll go penetrate some cells and it'll tell them to create COVID-19 lookalike viruses. And so when it does that, your body will learn how to uh, defend itself against that type of virus, even though that particular virus is like a non-lethal, it's not like an act, it's just like a replica, like Mm a dormant, like dummy version. Of the virus, so in hopes that if you actually contract the actual coronavirus, then you will or your body, your body will already know how to stop it, yeah so, so basically,
0: you're saying the vaccine is not necessarily a it doesn't fight the actual virus, more or less it teaches
1: your body how to correct, yeah, so like a normal vaccine is them putting usually like dead versions of a virus into your body. So you you're ejected with like actual virus and then your body learns, Oh, this is like an intruder. So they learn how to attack it and kill it. So when you actually do, if you ever actually are exposed to the real virus that's alive, your body will know how to fight it already. So, but this one's a little different in the fact that it's, it's literally like more like instructions that, tell your body to create dummy viruses that aren't really harmful to you, but they just look like the actual virus. And so your body learns how to kill it. And then once you get like, yeah, once you're exposed to actual virus, your body should already know how to kill that virus and then take care of it before it spreads too far. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of, it's, it's complicated and, interesting and fascinating, but it's stuff that I never took the time to really learn or dig into personally because I just didn't really think twice about it. I just was like, "Hmm, yeah, I go get my shot once a year for flu. And that's all I do. It never works. I always
0: get the flu. So every (laughs) single year they must be doing the wrong thing.
1: (laughs) I feel like Trav goes to like a special doctor. Who's just like, putting sugar water into his body. He's like, there you go, Trav. There's your flu shot. He's like, before I squirt it into your veins, I'd like
3: to taste it. It's sweet.
1: We have no idea what Trav said. <laughs> I think he said, before we squirt it into your veins, you can taste it. It's sweet. Yeah. it's <laughs> basically what I said. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah. So that's in a nutshell, that part of it, but that's, I think that's enough of like the technical science behind it. If you want more of that, there's tons of it out there. There's really good resources. We're not here to be a resource on, and and again, none of us are doctors. None of us are here to give you actual advice on what to do. We're just giving you what we've learned, our opinions, our thoughts. So I don't want anyone to like take what we're saying and as Gold or whatever the saying would be, and as like scripture. You mean? <laughs> is that what it is?
0: <laughs> I don't know exactly. Like as gospel
1: or <laughs> oh, yeah, gospel. As gospel, that's the word. That's as the word. gold. I don't want you to take this as gold. <laughs> My English language is so difficult, yeah. <laughs> you, you suck at English. Well, we all know it's my second language, so...
3: It is not.
0: It is, it is a second language. It's not your second language.
1: <laughs> There's a difference. But anyway... So, yeah, like, I guess to wrap, I mean, do you guys have anything specific you wanted to cover? Um, I was just thinking to wrap it up before we kind of go into maybe one last topic, because in here in Salt Lake City, COVID-19 is not the only thing that we've been dealing with in the last couple of weeks. Uh, if you live here, you obviously are going to know what we're talking about. If you don't, you may not know what we're talking about. Um, but I just kind of wanted to end this, like, because this is such a rare occurrence or event. Um, it's never happened in my lifetime, which by default means it's never happened in your guys' lifetimes that are on here. There are people older than me that are probably out there, but I'm saying up uh, the three of us, probably. <laughs> <laughs> not as far, as
0: far
2: as I know, guessing. there might be <laughs> to do about it. <laughs> That's <a> thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But anyway, like just my experience of when it really sank in. And I'm just curious what, where you guys were um, the situation you guys were in when it kind of sank in of what was going on. Cause I mean, if you guys are like me, I, I, I heard the news about, yeah, like there's this new virus that's come out in China and, and is affecting the people over there. But to me, it just felt much like, SARS or like one of those other things where I'm like I remember seeing it on the news but really it didn't affect my day-to-day life, right? So um it wasn't until I mean I go through that, I see all those people on the cruise ship that are infected with it, but again I'm like yeah, way on there like in the South China Sea or wherever they were like between Japan and China, right? Like again, it didn't really affect my day-to-day life, but it wasn't until the MBA canceled their season. That was the moment that it really sunk in for me. And I'm like, shit's hit the fan. That
2: was the same exact moment for me. As so, um, soon as the NBA canceled their season and then the next day, it was like MLB is canceling, MLS is canceling, um, NFL might not have to draft or whatever it was. That's when I, it, it sunk in for me. As, I was like, oh, this is a big deal. yeah because ultimately like
1: if these huge multi-billion dollar organizations are willing to forego money um like the NCAA they're not even going to come back and do March Madness they're just canceling March Madness Mm -hmm. altogether which is going to cost billions of dollars people billions of dollars in the end um they've never since 1939 is when they started the men's NCAA tournament and they have never missed a year this will be the first year since then that there's going to be no champion. Yeah. And so I think that I know for a lot of people, sports maybe aren't that big of a deal, but for me it's a big deal. And that's why probably it was such a wake up call. It took them taking away one of my primary sources of entertainment to sink in that like, this is serious. And then that's when the store started getting run on and everything. So, I mean,
0: when because the obviously the NCAA tournament was affected and they made decisions before, like the NBA. And everything. So I'm not, I, I didn't understand the, the gravity of the situation, but it was one of the first things that obviously I noticed that it's now a, a state side, you know, a, a problem instead of just is something that we're hearing about in China or, or various other countries you know um, that uh, you know they they first said, okay you know we're still going to have the tournament but we're just not going to let anybody in you know it's just going to be televised and then of course all these funny things came out of them playing in the tournament but all you, it's super quiet and all you just hear is like sneakers just of their shoes just squeak ground and uh but then they just came out and was like, you know what, F it. Like it's no, we're not even gonna guys be that close to each other. Um and uh then I think at that point is kind of where I was like, oh crap, yeah. Like this is a lot bigger than what I'd thought. Um it's uh it's tough just because you know, still, even now, like in Utah, we're fairly. I mean, in comparison to like the East Coast, West Coast, we're kind of sandwiched um, on the on the West side, but we're we we have not been affected as much as some of those other places, and so it's still kind of surreal. Like we're we're going through, and it's almost like we're preparing for the inevitable. And, yeah, uh, and switch. So- just kind of get a weird feeling um, that, all right, so we're doing everything we can to, to make sure that we don't get it. But and hopefully, um, just, you know, with kind of the way that we're, we're reacting to it, we're really more preparing instead of reacting. I think, unfortunately, for some of those other states, they were just in a reactionary phase. Like, it already happened. So now we have to do something about it. Whereas we're, we're kind of more like, um you know, it's we've seen that it's in other places. So let's do what we can to maybe slow the flow, if if we can say it that way. So I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird feeling. <laughs> I don't like it. I want things to go back to normal. In fact, I did. It was funny because uh I was watching a movie earlier today um with uh my with my wife and, and daughter, and uh there was a scene where they were eating at a restaurant and I I leaned over to my daughter and I said a long time ago people used to get together in establishments like that and they would eat together <laughs> in close proximity <laughs> 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 and she just looks at me she's like what are you talking about like we do that all the time and I'm like yeah but
2: not anymore.
0: <laughs> so, So we can eat still, but we have to go drive through. Can't pay with cash. You have to pay with card and they make you put it in the machine and, or they are wearing gloves and everything. And it's like, I'm very appreciative that they're, everybody's going to the lengths that they are of that, but it just feels freaking weird. That's
1: the bottom line. And it sucks. I think the grocery stores, like we mentioned earlier, just make things that much weirder. Um, but yeah, a bunch of stuff just, is strange i mean stuff that you've just never experienced before in our lifetimes and probably most people who are alive Every, i mean the one pandemic that you can go back to the the last one that seems like it affected the whole world like this was 1918 the spanish flu and just thinking like i mean when you learn about stuff like that in history to a certain extent you're just like, yeah, man, I mean, yeah, that can't happen now. Like, yeah, that happened back in the day, or like when you learned about the Black Plague or something, you're like, yeah, well, they just didn't understand like medicine or viruses or anything like that to the extent that we do now. Um, but this just goes to show you that we're still susceptible and we obviously weren't prepared uh, to deal with it in the way that maybe we would have hoped that we were. And And the strange thing is, even that, because even though the world is, we're all part of this world. Like it just, when it happens on the other side of the world, like we said before, like when it happens in China or it happens in India, or it just happens in some other country in the world, it doesn't hit home. Um, like obviously it does when it's your country that's affected. And surprisingly, I don't know if any of you guys would have thought even two weeks ago, maybe even a week ago that the United States would be the epicenter By now, like at this point, we're the epicenter of the disease. You know, like we have more cases by far than any other country in the world. And we're still trending up really, really fast. So, I mean, it's going to get worse. You know, China's already basically gotten control of this. And we're, we have way more cases than they do at this point. And we are nowhere close to getting
2: in control of it. So the total cases in the United States right now, as of today, were 137,047. And total deaths were 2,400 in the United States. Yeah.
1: But China, I think, has like 82,000
2: cases. They had a higher
1: death rate um, at this point. But yeah, we have way more cases than they have.
0: Now, I I have one quick question for you with that. Do you think that one of the reasons why we have sorry, my internet just said I my connection was unstable. Can you hear me?
1: It's a little choppy. But we can kind of hear you.
0: Okay. So do you think that one of the reasons why we have such higher numbers than some of the other countries is because we have been testing more. Because I imagine that there's more people out there that, that could have had it in China, in Italy, wherever, um, um, and that just didn't get tested. Um, but we're, as soon as like one per like, oh, let's stick that stick down our noses and let's check it out.
1: Does yeah, makes sense? Um, to answer your question, Italy struggled much like we did here early on and they don't have quite the system. I mean, of all the countries in the world, the US is was and is the most prepared for this type of thing, other than the fact that we hadn't gone through like SARS and some of those other things. So there were there are some things that those countries such as China and I know I keep using China as an example, but um they're they've shown a good example. Um but a lot of those countries over there they've dealt with things like this before so they built protocols and put things into place they knew how to take fairly quick action like to what extreme they needed to take action to start mitigating uh the virus i mean literally the problem that we have here in the u.s is actually like if if you're hearing that testing we have more testing here actually that's like totally the opposite of what happened like we were totally not prepared for testing we are way behind on testing. And that's one of the reasons that we've had such a big problem. Because if you can test and trace is what they call it, then that's when you can start really curbing things. Because you're testing, 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 testing. You're finding every all the cases. You're isolating and quarantining the people who are testing positive. Like in China, they're going out. And as soon as they find this person has been tested positive, they're in quarantine. Then they go out and they're like, Hey, you've got a name. Every single person that you've been in contact with over the last few days they tell them, they go find those people, put them in quarantine. They literally are turning all their hotels into quarantine units. And they're just putting each person one off into each hotel room. And then, then literally they're just stuck in that hotel room for 14 days. But they went to that extreme to, do, to be able to curb and slow down the virus to the point where like they're getting very, very close to getting it under control. But that doesn't mean that it can't happen again there, especially if someone from an outside the country comes in and re, like, starts a whole new epidemic. But for now, they've basically got it under control. But the U.S., we were so slow. At having, we didn't have the tests. They put out a first batch of tests that were uh, that didn't work. They yeah, were, like
2: the first million were faulty.
1: Yeah, like they didn't come back with conclusive results, and that doesn't help you with anything. So finally now the U.S. has come to a point where they're starting to get the testing ramped up to a point where they can... Start to actually be somewhat effective with it, but that has literally been within like the last three or four days. Um, to put the numbers into perspective, South Korea was testing fifteen to twenty thousand people a day for their population size. That's what they had to do in order to successfully test and trace and quarantine people and curb the entire epidemic. Whereas in the United States, by our population numbers, we need to be testing about 130,000 people a day. And we just hit that number, like I said, about three days ago. We've been hitting about 130,000 tests a day. And we need to be able to do that for like two or three weeks to really like start getting effective at testing and tracing. And then mm-hmm. we can start to curb it. So that's why I say at this point, we're going to see much, much bigger numbers um, in my opinion, before it the curve the curve hopefully starts declining instead of increasing like it is. Mm-hmm. Got but it. That's the fear of like overrunning our hospitals, you know, and not having enough ventilators or equipment or whatever to to help people live. Um, and from a personal note, my wife's a nurse and she works in the ICU of a hospital, and I worry about her in the respect that if you're exposed to the virus repeatedly over and over, you get a bigger dose of the virus, which obviously like makes logical sense. And in that way it spreads in your body faster and more effectively and more violently. And so that's where I think some of these younger people, like you've heard a lot of like doctors and, and medical staff are dying from the virus is because they're exposed to it and over and over again in big doses. And so, even though they're young and healthy, their body succumbs to the virus eventually because they got too much of it. Which another thing I didn't know before all this, I thought like mm. once you have a cold, you have a cold. Like you don't get more of a cold, right? More cold,
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but more cold, yeah. So, so uh, should we jump over to uh, what's what else has been happening?
0: Yeah, I mean let's just briefly touch on it. there's not a lot that we can talk about. It just sucks. It's just an added thing um that we have to deal with here in, in this state. Um but uh but yeah, uh so won't you go ahead and explain to the people if they don't already know what we've had to deal with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So obviously this whole scare happens. Um I think it was The 11th of March, if I remember right, that is when the NBA, like Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell tested positive, the NBA shuts down their season. And that's when that whole thing started to snowball. That's when we all said that we realized that this was going to be serious and start to affect our personal lives. And then it was the following Tuesday. So six days later, so it was the 17th, I think, was it on uh, St. Patrick's Day? It was on a Wednesday. Oh yeah, wasn't it? It a was Wednesday? a Wednesday. Was it so the day after the St. Patrick's Day? So maybe it was the 18th. Yeah. Day, that yeah, we uh, we here in Utah have always feared what they call the big earthquake. They always taught us that we were potentially going to have this giant earthquake because we sit on a giant fault line uh, here in Salt Lake Valley. But we really never experienced earthquakes. I mean, I don't ever remember experiencing an earthquake that I really felt. Um, living here ever in 37 years that i've been here um but we got a 5.7 earthquake that hit the city i mean i guess it was like west of salt lake city by a few miles but yeah magna for anybody who knows where that is but uh, needless to say shook everybody up a little bit here i think honestly where i live i felt it but I don't think I realized how bad it was for the people that were really close to the epicenter compared to what it was here. Cause I didn't even have things Mm -hmm. really fall off my shelves or anything like that. You neither. But looking, but looking at pictures of those, some of those houses in Magna, um, their entire, like their kitchens were like upended and just all their dishes out and shattered everywhere. Their food out of the fridge falling, you know, just really tore up their homes and stuff like that so but it's just one more thing like you take everyone is already on high alert and then you add another element of fear and then see what happens when you go to the grocery store or or talk to people you know like everybody that day was noticeably like uneasy no that was (laughs) the It was a really bad day because
0: it's like, coronavirus, everybody get inside! Earthquake, everybody get outside! <laughs> <laughs> what do you to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's,
2: uh, that's true. That's but, just you know, the, the
1: weir- situation.
2: The weirdest part of it to me was because uh, it woke me up and I just remember the, the sound it made. Was this low rumbling sound? It sounded like a, a huge truck was going by outside. But yeah, I never realized the earthquake, like the sound that earthquakes made, make before. It was pretty. It's a pretty weird sound. That like after that, we heard another truck going by, and we were all like, "What earthquake? Earthquake!" Oh, that was actually a truck. Yeah.
1: No, it's it's strange feeling. I'm sure there's a lot of people like in California or in Tokyo, wherever else they have earthquakes fairly often, like minor earthquakes especially, are just like, what? this is Tuesday, or Wednesday, whatever it was. But for us, we were like, oh my gosh, this is the whole world's ending! I mean, there are so many apocalyptic jokes <laughs> that day that I was sick of them by the end of the day. Personally. <laughs> Although I did like the one that Trav told me um, that we did not experience earthquake. That was just Kobe dunking on Jesus or something like that.
3: <laughs> no, I
0: didn't say that. That <laughs> must have been another one that you saw because I didn't say that. <laughs> no, you did It was You're something talking to the effect that. of, like, everything was okay until Kobe died, and then everything else just went to shit.
1: So. Oh. <laughs> maybe i did see it somewhere else <laughs> yeah, i didn't say anything about kobe dunking on jesus <laughs> but, but yeah so i mean that it's just been a strange time here in salt lake city especially uh, but all over the world and honestly in a way i have to be thankful that I mean, I'd rather put up with that earthquake that happened and a little bit of chaos that came with that than honestly what's going on in New York um, and the upper north northeast because I would honestly be freaked out a lot more I think if I lived up there than I am even than I am here living in, in Utah fairly spread apart you know yeah yeah no
0: and that was the other thing I was gonna say just here in Utah I mean we luckily. Uh, I mean, we're getting more and more people into the state just because we're being one of those States that is, we've got a, a, I don't know, a lower cost of living. Um, but all these other companies are starting to move in and, and, uh, it's just really kind of one of those places that are, is being coveted right now, but we're still in comparison. Like we don't have that, that many people, uh, It's a larger state. So we're more spread out. I mean, most of our state is there's, there's hardly anybody in it between St. George, which is the majority of the state is,
1: uh, almost nothing. So, yeah. Um, we're, I mean, the vast majority of the population is all right here in the Salt Lake Valley in essence. Like, yeah. So we're, we're pretty lucky.
0: And, uh, you know, hopefully that, that kind of, I mean, at least for us, that benefits us, you know, maybe that that'll help us moving forward. Um, but, uh, hopefully we're doing the right things and whether it's freaking coronavirus or earthquakes, <laughs> hopefully we can get through all this crap and that it's that it, there's a swift end to it. um, but cause I miss doing normal things and it hasn't even been that long.
1: So yeah, it's literally been like two weeks I know. <laughs> since they basically I miss going to like Ross
0: and looking for shoes. <laughs> it's so stupid that the things that you're like, Oh man, like, I just because that's how I would pass my time—is I go look for shoes at Ross when I was bored or on lunch. And now I can't do all that, so now I got to come up with other crap.
1: So. Yeah. Well, the ironic thing for me is like, I I never wanted to go
3: see so much as I do now.
1: I out, we can I can't understand. Every day, I'm like, "Yeah, I should go." No, I can't. I can't go watch.
3: I think I got that. I can't. I'll just
0: see. To take up playing video games. That's true. Maybe that would help. I mean, I'm just saying. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep myself busy doing that for a long time. So, but anyway, is there anything else you guys want to cover today
1: or I mean, we've been talking for quite a while. So probably, I think think we covered a good chunk. There's always going to be more stuff that we can cover with this kind of a topic. But again, we're not here to like tell you the news or regurgitate what's going on that you could just see on CNN or whatever news station you watch. Um, We're more, I think, ultimately like we said in the beginning as a joke but it was kind of like well once q code stopped that's when the whole world uh went to crap but i think honestly for me so like this last hour and a half or whatever it's been has just been helpful as far as even though we've been talking about it it's been keeping my mind off things um hopefully if you are somebody who likes to listen to this like you'll enjoy it and i think the plan moving forward is to try and start putting out content here and there a little bit more um, often resume the dream episodes, maybe even bring in trap my If you guys remember him from some of the past episodes, um, but hopefully we can help be a distraction uh, during this time and, and forward even after all this is over. And hopefully it's not like a huge, we lose like a giant portion of the population. It's just, it was a crappy couple of months and then we can move back to life as normal. But you guys have anything to add to that? Yeah. Nope. No. Okay. All right. So but since Trav's you, got the might app, you, what you said?
3: What? What's that? <laughs> what were you going <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was just going to say, since Trav's got like, the uh, rough connection, we might have to work on that connection uh, moving forward. Definitely I'll do, do. I'll do his job uh today as far as he would usually close us out. Um but and I don't even remember if I can remember this, but I know we got Facebook at Q Code Podcast. Um we got Instagram at QCode Podcast. I'm pretty sure we have Twitter, although we don't really use it that much. But you can visit our website at QCodePodcast.com. You can listen to us on any of your podcast players. And now maybe here's like a little bit of thing. My mom always said I always tell people this, that the definition of crisis in Japanese is opportunity. And maybe out of this crisis, we found an opportunity to put something on YouTube and video that we've been promising <laughs> for a long time and never did. So, I'll, hopefully you guys Even enjoy if it. if it. it's choppy as fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know how smooth Alan and I were and how choppy Trap was. Or <laughs> If it was all of us that were choppy, I don't know, but (laughs) we'll get that fixed. But until, yeah. until next time, this is Danny, Travis and Alan and the Q Cut podcast. Peace out.